0: Well, Yeah. do we want to start with our only track for today that we got from Forgotify?
1: Yeah, why don't we do that? You want to take it away?
0: Sure. So, the group we're going to be listening to today is the band Karma Tree, and as is the case with many of our Forgotify bands having a little trouble finding a lot about them, uh, especially in this case because it looks like they're a Swedish-based band that kind of looks like they formed back in 2006, and from what I can see, they're still sort of active it looks like they have a facebook group and they have a website that is no longer functional but they do have still a band camp where i'm getting all this information from but um swedish group uh really interesting songs which we'll get a chance to take a listen to and then we'll talk a little more about so uh this track is called i'm over here and it's off their album uh always near so let's take a little listen Okay, well, so speaking of uh, songwriting things or compositional things that I really like, this is just loaded with all sorts of little things I love to hear in song. From the synthesizer, the, the kind of keyboard patch, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's really working for me. It's really, I think like Eric mentioned, there's a quality of the song that's very sticky, that's very sort of like, it latches onto you. It's almost languorous, kind of, in a way. And I think part of that is, of course... It's very slow. It's sort of got a very slow groove. And I think part of it is the this particular or synthesized instrument. There's something about it that just feels very... I don't know. It kind of adds to that effect of being pulled back or being sort of weighted down. I don't know why. And like Matt um, and Jordan talked a little bit about before we started, it's got that minor four chord that... Uh, I don't know exactly what key it is, but it's very stereotypically kind of heart-wrenching, I think. It's used a lot to sort of be very, very sad, very me- melancholy. But what do you guys think?
2: I agree. The minor four is like my go-to. If I need to like tug at someone's heartstrings, I'll, I'll like save that minor four to the end. But also, it's a like, you know, if we're talking from like a songwriting perspective, the way that we get there and like the way that this song sets it up is like half of what makes it so effective. And um, yeah, I have like my own little theory, because you brought it up and now I'm, I'm thinking about it. What was it about like that instrument or that synthesizer patch? I think it's just the simple fact that it has a sustain, you know? Sure. Like if, yeah. you, if we think about a lot of the instruments we usually hear, like a guitar or a piano or like a, a band melody instrument, those have like built-in decay. They don't get like all that sustain in there. This,
1: it sounds reedy, right? It sounds like a... Yeah,
0: I was going to say, it almost sounds like an organ with the reed, with the reed stops.
3: Yeah,
1: I was, yeah, just to harp on this for a second, I was actually thinking it's not only the, su- the sustain, it's also the delay at the beginning of the note, right? The fade in. It's not immediate. Mm. And the note is kind of being, it feels like it's being pulled out of the instrument before it reaches its full um, sound output. And I think that has a big effect on the feeling that you're kind of being pulled back by the music as, as it... uh progresses
3: yeah and you know one of uh, one of the things that I really appreciated about this song um, is just that as Robbie said kind of going along with that langoriousness um, the like the drum part like like the the lyricism and the simplicity of all of these parts that are working together um, from the syn the melodic the melodicism and the synthesizer to the, um, to the drum part, which it's a simple drum groove. And I can't tell you how many times I've told my students, like, you don't need to do a lot if you do it really, really well. Right. And man. this is a good example of that. And to me, like all of those things really set up, uh, like an air of not nostalgia, but, but just this really, it's, yeah the simplicity of it um and you know, in a world where we're constantly being bombarded with like oh, just everything, like loud things and auto tune and like all of this other stuff um that is apparently desirable now in music um <laughs> it is just really nice to hear something like this uh with this lyric simplicity,
0: yeah, and there's something. Two, that uh, in terms of the efficiency of the songwriting, because it starts with the, the synthesizer sort of introducing the melody, and it's not like, you know, a, a very complicated melody, but I think what makes it work so well is it has a very clear kind of rhythmic hook to it, even though the song is so slow that, uh, I don't know, it, it really catches my ear.
2: Yeah. The drums, there's like a nice beat flip. Did you guys hear that? like at at one point towards i think more than halfway through that introduction the beat just kind of like flipped on itself and i almost got that feeling i was thinking about um i think it was one of the jacob collier videos where he talks about uneven like subdivisions with hi hats and i don't knew, i don't think it was that but like it was also a little behind the beat did did you guys get that feeling the hi hat was just like a little bit behind the beat to right. add to yeah. that? kind of like wading through mud feeling, or what was that word, Robbie, your SAT word for the day? Langorious. I've never heard that one before. Is that a real word? <laughs>
0: Have I been wasted on my own? Let me Google uh, Continue the show while I cover my
1: ass. <laughs> you said it. Called. Is it Langris? Is it Langris? Is it, I'm not sure. Gorious okay, is Langor the part.
0: Langor is definitely a word that means what I thought it meant, an oppressive stillness. Right. Langor... You said it with
2: enough confidence that I just believed you right off the bat. Same here. I, I
0: Same should just here. Cut this out. Uh, as far as anyone knows, <laughs> it's perfect. Move on. Languor. Three. There, something can be languorous, but
3: <laughs> Yeah,
1: I think I think you just mixed a couple. You combined a couple of the words. I. You, you know,
0: know what? You
2: know what I think. You got you gotta in there. get it done. I think you you threw in a little bit of lugubrious. Do you know that word? Uh,
1: That's a good one. I don't know if that
0: means what I was trying to go for. I don't know what that
2: means, but I've
3: heard it before.
0: (laughs) Well, my terrible vocabulary skills notwithstanding. A very nice track.
3: Yeah, the song is cool. I'm definitely going to go hit that up after uh, we're done here.
0: It's always cool because it seems like there's a lot of, well, European or South American bands that are on Spotify, but it's just like... There's no real audience in, uh, or not in the same way in their own country. So sometimes it's hard to find information about them when I when I Google, or it's all in Swedish or something.
2: What Robbie, are you telling me you're not like well versed on your Swedish?
0: Uh, not. You know what? I it's too langorious. Come I on, thought.
2: you're you're in the Midwest. You should you should know this by now. Right. It's been, the Ohio is the Sweden of America, and I've always said this. I don't. that's probably more Minnesota or. Wisconsin, maybe. Yeah,
1: we're more like the Denmark of America. <laughs> Get up, yeah, you got to go a little farther north for Sweden.